You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I'm excited to say this is a podcast episode number 1171. And I have a great guest for you, ladies and gentlemen. She's many things. She's an author, a branding strategist. She mentors. She writes and leads workshops. She's Lisa Caprelli. And I've known her for some time. I was introduced through Michael Ashley. Yes, yeah, Michael Ashley. Yeah, so this, this is awesome. He is a great writer. From small to medium-sized businesses to large corporations, Lisa helps guide businesses to achieve success and maintain relevance in our rapidly evolving world, right? A key aspect of her work is helping people understand how to use today's technology to their advantage. Welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Rick. So let's start by talking a little bit about you. In the introduction, I gave some of the things that you do, yes. but tell us your path to where you are today, Lisa. Well, like many entrepreneurs, I've been blessed to do many things and help so many people in my 25-year career. I'm originally from Texas, so born and raised uh, a Texas girl. I moved here when I was 29 years old to Orange County. Blessed to live here to this day, 18 years right, now. Right. And I uh, immediately realized this was an area with a great entrepreneurial spirit. So with that, I started my first mortgage, uh, my first company, which was a mortgage and real estate back in the early 2000s. Wow. Used a lot of my uh, marketing and branding uh, experience to take it to a, a large um, company in Orange County. And then um, enter the recession time. I already had built that. We, we had done really well with the partner I had. And then I was finding that I just didn't have the passion anymore to continue doing that and people were already asking me different business owners help me with with my business what do you recommend here mm. so at that around that time in around 2010 i started my own marketing and branding company and I've since helped so many uh, companies and brands uh, nationally, a lot in Southern California, for sure, because this is the capital, I, I think, entrepreneurial capital. It is awesome, right? isn't it? It's getting better all the time for entrepreneurs here. Right. Both not just tech, but all types of entrepreneurs. Yes. So so who do you, in the beginning, in the open, I said you help small, medium, and large companies. I like to understand my guest's niche or yes. niches. Yes. So can you share with us kind of the niches within which you found success? Yes. Yeah, so I often I often work one-on-one uh, -on -one with CEOs. Uh, they could be part of a board, that ha a large corporation. I've worked with med device companies. I've worked with one-on-one -on -one with CEOs who are, who are building or growing their businesses. Sometimes they could be growing too fast and they don't have systems in place. So I work with them um, as, a, as a peer coach in their business. And then from that, understand all different parts of their business. What I often find is is whether they're fifth year in business, 15th year in business, 25 year in business, things have changed thanks to technology and innovation. And technology is anything invented after you were born. <laughs> so I often find my niche is that, is that business dinosaur, as I call it, or as they come up to me and tell me, I don't understand why what I'm supposed to be doing on social media, YouTube, why are people watching YouTube? I don't get it. So I, I wrote a book called Color Your Message. Oh, uh, let's hold it up for the camera. Yeah. For those of you that are watching us live, here's a picture of the book cover. It's a whole book. And uh, for those of you that are listening to us, maybe you want to watch the YouTube video when we put it up. Color Your Message, 
a number one Amazon best-selling book. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So that was a lot of fun to write, but I really wrote it to educate the the business owner on all the different aspects of growing your business. That It's not just about your website. It's not just about social media. It's about an integrated 360-degree strategy to understanding right. your business. And a lot of that comes from their story. What made them go, you know, I have uh, experienced business owner questions. They go back to the basics. What made you want to get involved in this business in the first place? When you started, what was your story? Mm -hmm. So with that story, a lot of it is always about the message and writing, interestingly enough. So this year, I've I've changed uh, the business direction I've gone into and reignited my past passion and purposes into writing not only different books for myself, Uh but what, what attracts people to me is their story and getting it written. And I know you have books that you've written as well. Yes. I'm thinking of it as the origin story. You know, why did you do what you did, especially for the entrepreneur? Take uh us back to the problem you saw or the passion that you had, the reason why you started this. They're lost. They don't know, as I'm sure you see. Uh They they got lost. Their business took off maybe in a different direction than they originally intended, and that's a good thing. Right. Um, A lot of times, it's just about going back and and to the core of, of really, you know, happiness and fulfillment because your business is, is, as I call it, just one hat or one area of your life. So I'm writing a book called The Five Hats. Then okay. that's, that's, thanks, that's thanks to all the people I've worked with, incredible CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders, creative people. And I have a background. I have a, a bachelor's in social psychology. So I love interviewing people like you do. Mm-hmm. I love going into their minds of why did they do that or when they had a struggle, what, how did they overcome it? Mm-hmm. And and so the five areas of life, which is called the five hats, that, that that's my book coming out next year. The first hat is your family hat. The second hat is your friendship hat. The third is career. Fourth is connection, intimacy. Uh, the fifth hat is adventure. And I, fi- I find, and from the experience of all the amazing people... <laughs> great leaders I've interviewed um, in, in my 18-year career and, and, and watching the change here in Southern California, I feel that it's like a meter, a fuel meter. If one area is really high, for example, business, some people can be obsessed about business. Right. I was that person in my past. You, other areas of your life are going to suffer. And I find that it's a balancing act, per se, that when you work on all these areas and you're able to understand that and if you're in a relationship or your your relationships are friends or, or family you you can kind of look at take a look at people on their happiness meter and if they're neglecting their family or they're neglecting their own personal adventure you know rewarding themselves for their successes they're just not finding as much happiness so i've been on this happiness quest good yeah i think that's uh, i think that is a very important thing to be focused on especially with the rise in social technology, I think we need to focus on our own happiness because we can, I, I think we can get pulled into doing things that might distract from our happiness based on the digital world that's so right. prevalent today. Yeah, and you can use it to your, your advantage. You know, my 13-year-old Trey, he he has a, a, an amazing large uh, YouTube channel, and and that's, I would, I would probably call that um, his business hat, even though yeah, it's right. early on. Yeah, it sounds on. like a career, yeah. And it's his adventure hat as well, and, and then he, and friendship, but as a family, we we still take time to balance uh, the areas because I find that when I'm working too much, um, 
I, I stop and go, okay, what, what's going on? And we have to fill those hats. we got to travel. That's part of adventure and put that on the calendar. So mm. it, it is a balancing act. And, and, of course, when you're in your 20s and you're out of college, you're probably going to be more career-focused. Yeah, you got to get started. And that's okay. But, right. again, when I look at people, uh, when they have loss in life, as we get older, we you know, we have losses. Time is promised to no one. Yes. You know? So, and, and I, I take a look from the outside. When they're not, people are not happy or they come to me, at least I'm not happy, and you, you could see all this incredible incredible wealth they have or on the outside you know on social media they look like they have this perfect life and yet they're lacking different parts and I could easily say well what's going on with your friends you know have you maintained those relationships over the years Mm so uh, it's again. I think it's very important to do that. So your book's coming out next year. Yes, we'll have to have you back and talk about your book. Thank you. I would love to do that. Yeah. So it sounds like to me that it's the, you work with a range of size of companies, but what might be key is the leader of that organization yes. having being able to have a relationship with that individual, the CEO. Yes. I, yes. Um, I mean, I become friends with all the, the CEOs and brands I've helped over the years, uh, really because I help align their vision to what they want and fine tune it. You're, you know, if I'm helping you I'm help, I'm doing what you want and when I ask you questions you say this is what I want right we, we create we create a path and a vision to get there and it, it happens and it's almost like an accountability coach right and I do that with helping people write their story write their book and get that out as well but but they would have to be the type of leader that's willing to work this hard to fix and improve their marketing you might have encountered some oh yeah there's not every CEO doesn't want to uncompartmentalize marketing like, you know, that's yeah. marketing. Just do your marketing. But my experience is it really ne- marketing needs to pervade the entire company. Correct. From what you're saying, it sounds like you believe that as well. Absolutely. All the way back to the origin story yeah. of how this thing got started. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a, there's a, a business theory that when your business grows and you do get super successful, it's, it could be dangerous because that's when you can things can fall apart. I mean, right. again, you as a leader or your team or your partners have to constantly stay re, stay and remain innovative. You know, you, you, you have employees. You, your employees need to be happy, too, because your employees become the lifeblood of your company. Right. So it, it, become, it can become a lot of um, stress or, or you stress. You stress is positive stress. Yes. You, you look forward to get up in the right. morning and make yes. a difference in right. the world Motivational. Based, based on what you do. And uh, so it really comes down to the vision going, you know, from the, uh, the owner or owner's original idea into what we are, where we are today. And yeah. oftentimes, for example, CEOs that, that think they just pass the social media on to someone else, a younger person. Yeah, or, give it to the young You know, they, they know really, it. they are really, it would behoove them to really learn or say, teach me, you yes. know, what are you doing? You know, what can I do? How can I work with CEOs? They're like, I don't want to be in the photos. I don't want that to be. And, you know, and, and again, they're, they really should Embrace technology because it's such an exciting time to be in business today. Yes. Thanks to social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you can really grow your business rapidly. So a young person has an upper hand, really, mm-hmm. that they can literally grow a business in a year or two. Right. Or even a young-minded entrepreneur of any age who mm-hmm. realizes the effectiveness the, of social media the and, and the ability to do it at scale 
at a very low cost. Yes, you got it there. So I spent the early 2000s when I had the mortgage and real estate company. We did a lot of radio advertising, and that was our, our, our way of growing really big and really fast. And it was a lot of money to do radio back then. Right. Today, you could, I tell people, if, if I could have spent $5, $10 to test <laughs> a, a, on Facebook, right. if I would have called up a radio station and say, can I test $5? They would, you know, laugh at me. <laughs> So when Get people here, are, kid. you know, they're like afraid to to just to uh, spend on marketing, which really should be an investment when yes. done right. They they can't grow as fast as the people who are willing to to bet on themselves, you know, in a strategic way, and invest in marketing versus saying marketing's an expense. I'm talking with Lisa Caprelli. She is many things. She's a published author. She's also I I kind of think of you as the CEO whisperer here a little bit, <laughs> working with the right type of people focused on marketing. But 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 I find that consumers, whether it's B to C or B to B are evolving to want to have a relationship with the brands they do business with. Correct. And and that needs to be told to them through stories. Correct. Stories are stories are is what are what matter. Um, stories are what before even a movie is created, it's because of a, a written word, because of a story that became compelling that people wanted to put millions of dollars behind, and then it becomes a movie. Right. So the story and your message is so important, and a lot of times you might have to you know reinvent your message, or or if you're a company that has thousands of employees, ask people within your organization what should be our message now for. 2019 for 2020 right and include people in that mm -hmm. because people remember stories mm -hmm. and they retell stories yes and the other very core belief that i have is your brand is your customer's experience with your company correct and if you aren't sensitive to that and monitoring that, you know, mm -hmm. you sort of said before how big company, how successful companies can go bad. Yeah. I think sometimes they lose control of their brand because they've lost control of their customer relationship and they're not even maybe sometimes aware of what their brand is in the minds of the customer. I don't care how many ads you take out or social media posts you make, that's not going to persuade me that my direct experience with your brand is wrong. Correct. Correct. So there's layers, and, and oftentimes what I've seen so many times is the CEO, you know, they're, they're the boss, right? And yeah. people are afraid to yeah. tell them the truth. Yes. And I see this time and time again. So I'll go in a company, I, I'm not afraid to go tell the truth that this person thinks this, or they're afraid of this, or they're not making this decision. And so there's these disconnects. So that's also very important, the the, the human uh, component factor to your company. Yeah, because if you walk the customer touch points with your brand, you can make sure that your brand is consistent and your marketing positioning, because you're always marketing to your clients whenever you're interacting with them. Correct. And you should know what message you're giving to your clients based on either how empowered your employees are or the policies that you have or just the people that you hire. Right, right. And it really comes down to educating when you create systems for your employees, educating the, the your consumer, your client, why they should buy your product, service, or brand. Mm -hmm. And and not think of it as salesy. I spoke um, at uh, UCI uh, a couple years ago to some college students who were, you know, entrepreneurial program. And they came up to me afterwards and said, Miss, what do you think? We have everything ready. We have our website. We got our social media. We have all these people of our team for the business they wanted to start. They said, the only thing is that we don't know who's going to do sales. We don't have that yet. Mm. And I said, well, all of you or, or one of you has to be in sales. And let me just first of all scratch off the word sales that can scare people. <laughs> right. Sounds and just negative. call it educating. I said, could any one of you who are starting this company educate 
me on why I should use your, your product? And they said, yes. I go, you're selling. And I said, if you try to go find a salesperson to, to sell for you, first of all, you may create a competitor, which we see happen. Uh-huh. I, if you believe in it so strongly, you need to learn how to influence somebody. The top, people at the top need to learn how to do that and not pass it on right. to the salespeople. Right. I think the thank you. I think the I work with middle market companies and and I many of them are founders of their company and some of them have wanted to build a company to be big enough so they didn't have to do sales anymore. <laughs> it was like a driving force, right? I want to get big enough so I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. And my point to them is you should always be selling. Yes. You're the best salesperson the company has. You're the founder. Yes. Maybe you're not in the transactional part of sales, but you need to be in the relationship part of the sales. Do yeah, you agree? I absolutely agree. You always, I, I just, I have a friend who owns a, a, a big business out in, in, in the Inland Empire. And just recently he came back from vacation and his salesperson took 35% of his business. Uh-oh. His salesperson. And he says, and I said, well, what did it teach you? He said, I needed to be in control. I needed to be in control and have the relationship with the customer, not him. Right. So he he it really pulled him back a lot. And again, now he's going back to the basics and mm-hmm. working on the brand and and developing him him as a the liaison to the customers because he had put that sales in in the hand of someone else. Right, because it feels good maybe not to have to do that. So I'm talking with Lisa Caprelli. We're talking about a lot of different things, but really with a marketing kind of strategy focus. So when you come in and you work with a company, regardless of the size, is there a prescribed procedure that you'd like to go through of discovery? Or how do you begin that early stages of learning how you might be able to help them? Yeah, I've done this so many times. I have questionnaires. I have them in my book. I have questionnaires that I'll give to people. They really makes them take a look at where they're at. They're very intense questions in the fact that they said, I haven't been thought of this in years. You know, they're kind of like sometimes startup questions. Like, what is your mission? What is your purpose? What are your top profit centers? They, they forgot after 15, 20 years. They right. just they just became a habit. I'm a CEO. I'm driving to work and my company's running. And a lot of that um, we can, we'll discover is they are spending too much in different areas and they are just showing up versus understanding, like I said earlier, understanding how important social media can be that they're actually taking out their phone and, and using it themselves that they're they could use their their marketing person if they have one or whether they outsource it to teach them they don't now I never recommend them doing it all themselves exactly never yeah, no. it's it's like it's like if I wanted to if I needed a chiropractor I'm not going to go learn how to adjust my back <laughs> I'm going to hire a chiropractor so right. hire outsource your marketing but at least understand it enough you understand where if you have a uh, five thousand dollars in december to to spend on marketing where is it going to go i would tell people invest that in video and mm. youtube if you have and most of the time that's the number one and and i talk about it in my book color your message video is one of my favorite uh ways to market your business and i've been saying that since youtube entered the market right it's the most natural way right yes we learn the best from videos it's it it is storytelling it is storytelling complete Yes. And and it's accelerated storytelling. Yes. You can learn quickly from someone's message on video. And mm-hmm. so you need to do a combination. It can be pretty scary to tell a company you got to do all these things when they haven't done it. So yes. I'll take them into phases based on where they're at. 
Okay. So it's a lot of discovering what is their online presence when I Google you, the, the CEO, and when I Google your business. Because remember, the, the top people are the face of their business. Yeah, it should be complementary to each other, right? Right. And some level of overlap. I think of, in that case, I think of someone like Steve Jobs. He had his own brand, uh-huh. and then there was Apple. Uh-huh. But the two complemented one another, The same with they? Richard Branson. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. There are many profiled people like that who I think you could learn from on a smaller scale, uh-huh. but just the importance of maintaining your own personal brand. Correct. And having an image in the marketplace. Yeah. And, and you know, another thing that I'll discover with people is they maybe want to do new things. They're, they kind of gotten bored of their business because it's, it's operating. Yeah. And, and, and that's... The yeah. challenge might be not there as much. Right. And so entrepreneurs have a really... Uh, seasoned entrepreneurs have an advantage that they've already taken risks before. So they're not afraid of taking risks. And a lot of times they now have developed, maybe they became an expert at something. They can write about it now. They can write a book. Mm. They, can, they can share their, they can get using their own phones and, and put content out on, on their social media. So now they have that likability factor that they're not just, I'm Mr. So-and-so and all I do is work. That's work, my work, life. Work, yes. You know, we want to know some more about you now. Right. Without getting too personal, right? Yeah. But, you know, I think in this day and age, and, and it's a little risky what I'm going to say, but I don't intend it to be. I just mean it's an abject lesson. If we look at how the president uses social media to define that position very effectively, the power of social media is is obvious. I mean, it's a, we're having an abject lesson on how to use or not use. But nonetheless, the power of social media even against media, Correct. traditional media. Yeah, you know that's so true. I I swear I, I I predicted Donald Trump is gonna was going to win based on his social media statistics. When people said he wasn't, I said the tweets, everything supports him that he's going to win, whether you're a fan of his or not. Right. I just. I predicted it because he took advantage of this medium that anyone can do. Right. Anyone. You can, almost any age, can right. do this. And, and I think, um, and we're not talking politics, we're talking yeah. marketing and branding. The fact that he's authentic comes through. Correct. That may be likable or dislikable. <laughs> but he's but still getting attention. And I think that's a powerful part of social media and marketing is you have to be authentic. Yes. Yes, you can. Because for some reason, those tools magnify if you're not. Correct. And people completely turn off then because you're inauthentic. Correct. All right. Well, this time has flown by. I know. You're awesome. So much fun. So you're are definitely you, coming back with your next Thank book you. out here, Lisa. If someone would like to learn more about the products and services that you offer, how would they find you online? Very simple. LisaCaprelli.com. L-I-S-A-C-A-P-R-E-L-L-I.com. I'm on Instagram and all the platforms you can find. I also just want to share, um, I'm also coming out with a book called Unicorn Jazz this in December. What? Yes, yeah, a children's book. And that's Aww. taken a life of its own um, with with animation coming out and and books beyond that. And again, that's because I took a look at my brand of over a year ago uh-huh. and and look at my purpose and passion and I wrote some children's books. Look at you. You're just the you're she's quite the talent here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's those are coming out in December? Yes, and before wh- Christmas. The name again? It's called Unicorn Jazz. Okay. And we we've discovered there's a lot of unicorn lovers out there of all ages, men and women, boys and girls. It's it's actually a, a billion dollar marketplace. The wow. unicorn. I had no clue. I just wrote a book about a unicorn. <laughs> Do, is that because you're fascinated by unicorns? Or no, I just I just thought it was cute and fun. And now, know? and now, yeah, my my son Trey, he with his platform and his age, he's going to. There, I can't say a lot yet, but he's yeah. going to help 
the brand. Thankfully, okay. I live with my son who can help me. <laughs> right. He can reverse help me with some of that marketing. That's fantastic. Thank you for being a friend of the program, a part of the Critical Mass community. Thank you. I love I've what you do it. as well and the platform you have for so many people. Thank you very much. I'd like to also thank our engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers, without whom I could not do this show on a weekly basis, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Let's start on LinkedIn. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 